Okay, you all set? We're good to go. Okay. Uh, if you if you like, you can just mute your microphone until uh, the intro is done, and then. Perfect. Okay. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Open World Podcast. I'm super thrilled to have today's guest here. We are finally back after a long hiatus. I'm back to producing podcast episodes, and I want to thank all of my loyal long-term listeners who have been here uh, in this journey with me. It's going to be a fun and exciting new season that we're producing here. And to kick things off, I have an incredible guest today. He is someone that I really uh, respect and admire. He's someone that I've learned a lot from in terms of you know discovering new uh, revenue-generating online income streams. He introduced me to the, the fun, thrilling world of AI Forex trading, which we're going to talk a bit about in this interview. He's always uh, up to something interesting. He's always got something up his sleeve that is uh, something new cooking. <laughs> Sorry for mixing these metaphors there. But um, anyway, to, to say that I'm a little bit uh, excited for this interview is an understatement. So his name is Drew Taylor, and he's the owner of Digital Nomad University and Synoptic Media. And he's got this great group on Facebook by the same name. It's called Digital Nomad University and always putting out value in his posts there. And you can also check out his website. He has a blog at digitalnomadu.com where he helps to teach how to create a digital lifestyle business around things that you're passionate about. And this is definitely some guy who's, who's not just, you know, posting about uh, theories about how to how to start an online business and making money off teaching people. He's actually walking the walk and he, he's posting the, the revenue that he's getting, that he's generating from different things that he tries. Uh, highly recommend that you look him up and learn from him. So just wanted to welcome you to the show, Drew. Thank you for being here. Hey, Danny. Uh, thank you for having me on, man. Very excited. Yeah, me too, man. It's, it's great to uh, have you here and to be able to chat with you. We've, um, you know, been, been, exchanging texts for quite a while now, so I'm excited to pick your brain. Absolutely, man. Hoping that one of these days we'll end up in the same country, actually get to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, so I'm here in Thailand today, and you're actually uh, in the U.S. Where are you calling from today? Yep. Um, this is actually the longest stint I've been at home this year, so I'm at my house in Kansas City. Uh, I'm on the Kansas side, though, so I'm here for four weeks, and uh, just uh, my most recent trip was just down to Miami. But uh, yeah, it's been a, a busy year of in and out all year. Back in the U.S., I need to uh, make a trip back. It's been about five, maybe more than five years now. There was a different president last time I was there, so I might be, <laughs> I might be due to. I'm just kind of curious how things have changed uh, in the U.S. because I've been living abroad on tourist visas for so long. <laughs> yeah, and well, welcome anytime. I've got a few Airbnbs out here, so always got a place for you to stay. Just cool. uh, let me know, man, and we'll we'll put you up. I haven't been back to Missouri since I was uh, I joined the Army National Guard about 14 years ago. I was in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Oh, yeah, stuck on the base. So I would wow, love to man. see a different side of it. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll show you all the good parts. Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, a little bit about you. I mean, you started out as a phone sales employee. It doesn't really sound like something that uh, you would want to spend 30, 40 years of your life doing <laughs> and um, decided Absolutely. you had enough of that. And now you're just completely self-employed. You have a bunch of different uh, projects that you're working on. You're, you're always up to something new and interesting. 
Um, you know, maybe you can tell me in your own words a little bit about your backstory and introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, once again, thank you so much for having me on, Danny. I'm very excited to, uh, you know, just connect with your audience and hopefully, you know, uh, inspire somebody to, to chase their dreams, to chase their passions. Um, it's the reason why I do what I do. Uh, I think there's nothing better in the world than having the ability and the freedom to actually do what you want to do on a daily basis. And so um, that's kind of the entire premise behind Digital Nomad University. But, uh, you know, it didn't obviously start there. Um, you know, I grew up in a uh, not necessarily small town. It's actually the largest city in, in Kansas, but hey, it's still Kansas. <laughs> so uh, I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Um, you know, I've got four sisters, so five kids plus my parents. We grew up in a little 950 square foot uh, box of a home in a somewhat rough part of, uh, part of town, um, and so rough indeed. Uh, you know, in fact that. You know, uh, by the fourth grade, my parents opted to homeschool us um, just because things were getting a little bit dicey at the, the school we were attending. So uh, literally went from fourth grade through high school uh, as a homeschooler. But since things were always tied at home, um, you know, pretty much by the time you were of working age, uh, it was kind of expected for you to pitch in and help wherever you could. And so uh, I guess that's really where my entrepreneurial journey started was 14 years old, you know running my parents' uh, lawnmower that uh, wouldn't start, you know, for <laughs> until you pulled it for about five minutes straight, uh, running that up and down the block, mowing lawns, um, using a stolen uh, leaf blower to blow out gutters, I mean, you name it. Um, that's kind of where it all started, um, you know, just to help the parents when it came to bills, when it came to uh, food, et cetera. And, um, you know, uh, and then pretty much the, literally the day I turned 16, um, got my first job which was at a golf course, uh, of all places, which was honestly a blast and working world. Um, you know, the, I guess the nice part about homeschool, hated it at the time. I see it as a blessing in disguise now, but it did allow me to graduate at 16, kind of finish up my, my schoolwork early. And then I went to a community college for a couple of years before deciding to, um, venture out into the working world, which is where I wound up in phone sales eventually, as you had mentioned. So, yeah, that was kind of the, the background of, of employment. Um, happy to share kind of where things are at now if you'd like, or I'll let you uh, kind of tell me where you want to go, brother. Well, I, I enjoyed that because it's I can see some similarities between us and, and what we've been doing because uh, I was also, you know, like uh, I think nine or ten when my dad taught me to knock on doors and offer to take out trash for, for people, other condos in our area. And uh, then a few years after that, I don't, I don't know if you're old enough. Uh, how old are you now? I'm 31. Oh, 31. Okay. So do you remember Pogs? Do you ever play Pogs? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> I still have, have some somewhere. Box <laughs> somewhere. Oh my God. I was the biggest Pog fan when I was like 13. And uh, my friends and I actually started like a Pog business where we were making Pogs and selling them for like 10, uh, 10 Pogs for a dollar. You know, going around hustling pugs that are kids. Uh, Love so, it, man. so yeah, man, we had similar starts. I mean, you know, you, you were doing that and I was doing this. So uh, what made you get into phone sales? Is this something that you were, I mean, were you excited to, to do this or was it something that you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think anybody is uber excited to jump straight into phone sales. Maybe if you're, you know, the next Grant Cardone and that stuff kind of gets you excited, but that definitely wasn't me. Um, you know, I'd had minimal sales experience, you know, uh, in between the golf course and phone sales, I had worked, uh, you know, in the home 
theater department at both Circuit City uh, uh, and then moved over to Best Buy. And so I'd had minimal, very minimal sales experience, but um, you know, I never had any problem like connecting with people and kind of truly figuring out what they needed and helping them get that and nothing more. You know, I wasn't a big upsell guy. And um, you know, just kind of through the grapevine, um, I had I, you know, a mentor of mine uh, who was wanting me to move up to Kansas City saying, you know, hey, we'll get you a job up here, et cetera, uh, on a trip when I was up there visiting. And uh, I was like, man, you know, that sounds great, but I don't have the money to move. I don't, I, you know, I don't have a college degree. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to afford living up here, et cetera. And there was a gal sitting at the table right next to us who just o- happened to overhear the conversation. And she says, hey, um, you should apply at, uh, you know, this job, you know, where she worked. And I was like, okay, well, what do you do? And she kind of explained a little bit. Didn't make any sense to me, um, you know, as far as what they did and how they did it. Didn't realize it was phone sales. But I was like, well, you know what? Why not? Might as well go for it. And so, um, you know, she did tell me that she was making some pretty good money after commissions and things. So uh, that was pretty exciting to me. So I went ahead and applied, um, went through the whole interview process, um, somehow got the job, even though, you know, a quote unquote bachelor's degree minimum was required. And I definitely didn't qualify for that. But um, you know, thankfully I was, uh, you know, by the grace of God, just able to get in the doors over there. And, um, you know, I pretty much went from making, you know, $17,000 the previous year working 50, 60 hours a week between Best Buy and a nonprofit I was a part of, um, where I was managing a skate park and, you know, pretty much quadrupled that, um, that my first year working for this company. So, uh, it was quite the lifestyle change and, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was just a complete change of pace, change of life. And for a few years, I got comfortable, man. You know, I'd always had these dreams and ambitions of being a, a, a real business owner. But when you go and, uh, you know, start making that kind of money, literally over the course of 12 to 24 months, you get comfy pretty quickly and then you kind of lose sight of uh, what you originally wanted to do. So it really took a few years before I went back into the entrepreneur route. Um, and really it was, it was after, you know, reading Tim Ferriss's four hour work week book kind of just reopened my mind to the possibilities, uh, when it came to uh, automation and entrepreneurship online. Oh man, the four hour work week, that's been the book that has been the spark for so many of us, uh, so many of us <laughs> digital nomads. Um, but there was something really important that you did, which I, I really want to make note of. And I think it's, it's a characteristic of almost all of the successful people that I know today that are doing stuff today, uh, you had an opportunity in front of you and you just said, you know, why not? Let's give it a shot. And it reminds me of, you know, Richard Branson. He would always say, screw it, let's do it. You know, let's just give it a try. And it's just basically just erring on the side of action. And there are so many people, countless people that come to me and probably come to you as well and they say you know Drew how do you do what you're doing and then you do tell them exactly how you do it and they're like oh that sounds interesting and then they just kind of fade away they don't they don't do anything you know they don't they don't try it they don't take it seriously um you know with me like anytime every year I have something new or some new passion that I'm I'm doubling down on and it's just I just want to do it and then I just want to you know become proficient at it in the shortest amount of time possible but you have this characteristic, I have this characteristic where you're just willing to, to make that leap and then, you know, try it out and, and then do, pour your passion and pour your energy into it and see how things go, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah. feel that, you know, uh, pretty much anyone is capable of learning anything. So if there's someone that's going to teach me how to do it, um, I will go for no. You know, I'll keep going, bang my head against the wall until I, I get through. <laughs> 
Fantastic. So on that vein, you know, leading off from there, um, you know, you left this, this phone sales job and then, you know, what else have you tried since then? Yeah. So, um, you know, really what, what sparked all that is, you know, year three of working with this company. Um, I mean, and this is pretty much the only reason people do phone sales is because they know, uh, it, well, is if the offer is good enough, right? Um, you know, what's your number? People will always ask you, you know, you know, what, what amount of money do you have to make in order to give up your dream? And essentially that's what I did for several years. Um, by my third year working at this, this phone sales company, I made over a hundred thousand dollars a year as, you know, like a 23 year old, um, didn't even know what to do with myself. Um, but I, you know, like I said before, I just got comfy, you know, started looking at buying a house and all this kind of stuff and just settling down. But, uh, year four, uh, I had brought in, you know, probably another 20% more than I had the previous year, but I had made under a hundred thousand dollars that year because the company kept changing the commission structure, trying to, um, you know, basically make as much money as possible and, um, cutting, cutting our commissions, uh, in doing so. And so after that, you know, I started scratching my head thinking, okay, this is, this is not good. Um, I started opening my mind back up to the idea of entrepreneurship and, um, you know, I always knew that, you know, obviously online and social media was where everything was going, you know, and this is, you know, seven, eight years ago, uh, when I was really looking into it. So I started building somewhat of a personal brand through, you know, back then it was Twitter. Um, and you know, then Twitter ultimately led into Instagram, et cetera. But I was kind of using some of these different black hat methods to grow my, my presence online and, you know, in order to auto schedule posts and things like that. So it was pretty automated, but it really helped kind of give me, um, you know, just a foothold to start building that brand which is now kind of muted, you know, morphed into what Digital Nomad University is. And so because of the way things were at work and I started looking at other options, I decided that I would go ahead and start a social media management company, um, you know, because back then there were hardly any businesses online unless you were a, you know, Fortune 500 company. So as I left my previous job, I built a social media management company where I was just creating content and writing up posts and things like that for small to medium-sized businesses uh, locally and then even across the U.S. by some different marketing efforts I did. And um, long story short, that, that company was pretty successful. It took a while for it to get up off the ground, but after a year, I had enough clients that um, you know I sold that business to a local ad agency who was wanting to do the same thing. Uh, kind of taught them how to work with my my clients, et cetera. And then I actually used that money to go and start a online freight brokerage in the transportation space. And so that was kind of my first online business from there, which I actually still own that business today. Online freight brokerage. That sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it sounds more interesting than it is. Um, long story short, as a freight broker, what we do is we are, we're the middlemen between, um, you know, the client who needs product shipped um, and the end receiver. Um, so they obviously need to move their product from point A to point B. And we have a network of carriers that we work with to where we can kind of bid it out, um, you know, kind of as like the price line of the freight world. We kind of see who's going to give us the cheapest rate. We mark that rate back up, sell it to the customer. And that is kind of how we uh, end up being the middleman. So I knew there was a great opportunity here. Uh, built that business up and then it kind of gave me the you know the freedom to start doing what I wanted to do again because I had taken a major pay cut um, uh, on my first business from when I was in you know employed to starting that social media management company and then 
from there, uh, you know, finally started making some of that back with the freight brokerage, um, which, you know, like I said, I still own today. I've got, uh, um, you know, a business partner I brought on about nine months ago. We've got four employees in office here in Kansas City, but, uh, you know, anymore. I mean, I I think I've set foot in that office probably two or three times in the last four months because <laughs> uh, four hour work week, right? You know, set up a business system and get it going. And, uh, you know, at, at a certain point in time, you won't necessarily have to show up anymore. That so reminds me of Tim Ferriss, you know, like set up a business that you don't care about and then just <laughs> show up, uh, be the absentee CEO. <laughs> <coughs> Yes, sir. So, so tell me, how do you how do you discover these opportunities? Because you know, when you were working at the phone sales job, you discovered this. You said black hat. You, you discovered these automation tools. Um, while you were doing that, you you kind of discovered this business, this online freight business with a friend. You've since discovered other business opportunities since then, in the in the past uh, few years since then. So, um, you know, how do you you probe and find new opportunities? Can you tell me about that? Yeah, um, you know. Uh, you know, honestly, I feel like a lot of these things really have kind of come up. Um, I've just been kind of, you know, divine intervention, uh, you know, for lack of, uh, you know, better terms. But, you know, ultimately, it's just been due to some of the relationships I've created. Um, you know, I'm not a very outgoing person. If you meet me in public, I'm not typically going to be, the, you know, the person to say hello right away. Um, naturally, I'm much more introverted than extroverted. Um, you know, I blame the homeschool on that, but, uh, <laughs> um, but overall, you know, some of these different relationships, you know, if I, if I create a friendship or a relationship with somebody, it's something that I, I do, re you know, I, I respect a lot and, uh, I hold on to these things. And so, um, I've always formed these different relationships to where, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of comes down to the saying, you know, it's not necessarily what you know, it's who you know. And so if I see somebody doing, doing well in a particular area, um, and I've created a relationship with them, I have no problem reaching out, asking them about it, um, you know, picking their brain, seeing if it's something of interest to me. And uh, the cool part about it is most successful people, they want to see other people succeed. You know, they want to see you do just as good as them, if, as them, if not better. And so these people were very open and willing to kind of share their story, their journey, their pitfalls and successes. And um, I was just like a sponge. I tried to soak up as much of that as possible. And now uh, with all the different relationships I've created online, um, usually if there's something new, exciting, et cetera, uh, you know, I, I get to hear about it first. And uh, that has been a big piece of my success, you know, first mover's advantage getting there before everybody else has. And, uh, cause you know, nothing typically lasts forever. Um, but uh, like I said, I've just been blessed enough to have made it to the, you know, to the front lines on some of these different opportunities, you know, cryptocurrency eight years ago. Um, you know, I was part of a, a group with some guys where we were always talking about, you know, what's going on in the world, conspiracy theories, you name it. And one guy brought up <clears throat> Bitcoin. This was about eight years ago was telling us how it worked, et cetera. You know, wasn't sure if it was going to turn into anything, but he's like, but I'm going to throw in, you know, a couple grand and see how it goes. And um, this was still back when I was working at my job and, you know, had more money than I knew what to do with. So, you know, about $2,500 worth of Bitcoin at $82 a piece. And uh, it just happened to be one of those things that turned out to be an incredible opportunity. <clears throat> um, and, you know, so on and so forth. Now there's different opportunities. I've had the, the privilege, really, um, of being able to see first and, uh, more than anything, like I said, it has always come down to the different relationships I've built over time. 
Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because that's exactly how um, I found opportunities through through personal connections, and they're not actually even people that I've met face to face. Like I haven't met you face to face. Um, yeah. But we have a lot of similar interests, and you were actually the one that that posted about this uh, AI training software, which is just incredible. It just totally blew my mind, and uh, I want to talk about that uh, a little bit, my experience, and also your experience with that uh, in a moment. But um, what I'm, what I'm taking away from this, you know, in terms of, you know, like finding these new opportunities that they don't actually have to be, you know, like friends that you went to college with. Uh, actually, those are probably like the people that you're least likely to find these new opportunities. From. <laughs> <laughs> so, true. so it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, if I was going to build a, a process for this or some takeaways, um, I guess maybe it comes down to like, you know, researching what new opportunities there are, you know, because I, I've been, I'm in some different forums, you know, like social media forums and people are talking about TikTok, for example, and I know nothing about TikTok. Um, yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of opportunities with AI, for example. So, so kind of, you know, like trying to research what new opportunities are out there. And then, you know, there's probably a lot of different forums where you can see other people that are doing that or uh, maybe some groups on Facebook. I know that we're both part of some Telegram groups. Uh, just, just kind of stuff like that, you know, you just see what you can discover, right? Absolutely, man. Community is everything, you know, building those relationships, um, you know, having the opportunity to, to ask questions, you know, to people who are doing it big in those spaces. Um, now, you don't always get their time, you know, especially if they're in high demand, but you can typically uh, reach the people who are on their way up pretty easily. And I mean, that's where I've gotten the most value is just kind of plugging into those people, um, outside of that, I mean, I've always been a very big book nerd as well. Actually, not always. I take that back. Um, you know, when I first started kind of flexing my entrepreneurial muscle um, when I was 18, I actually got involved in uh, Amway, which I'm sure everybody has heard of and probably even tried. And, um, you know, after high school and college, you know, the little college I did, I never figured I'd pick up a book again. But one of those th one of the things that was positive that came out of that experience was the fact that they just harped on personal development and growth and reading. And, uh, you know, it took me a few years before I even was open to the idea of cracking the cover of another book. And, you know, now at this point in the last, um, you know, 12 years or so, I've probably read through at least 250, if not 300 plus books. Um, and that has always leveled me up every single time. Um, you start seeing different opportunities you wouldn't normally hear of because, um, you know, these, these type of people are, are geniuses and they're always talking about trends and where the market is going. And if you're not diving into the, to that type of literature and you're not growing yourself to that capacity, then, uh, you know, you'll miss the boat. Okay. So what are some of the top books or the, the books that you're most bullish on right now, or what are you reading right now? Man, recently, um, you know, as far as books go, I've been doing a lot more on the personal development side, um, you know, in regards to kind of just become, becoming more disciplined. Um, I've always realized in order to hit the next level, you actually just have to in, you know, implement more disciplines in your life. And so that's everything from, you know, I've been rereading through, I uh, actually just finished um, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, amazing book. Um, excuse me. And, uh, that book has really, you know, just helped me get my morning routine firmed up to where, you know, uh, waking up at 5 45 AM every day, getting through the routine and doing all of this before ever jumping on my laptop, getting on emails, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it really sets the pace for my entire day. Um, outside of that, uh, another book I recently went through was Mel Robbins, um, five second rule. Uh, it's an incredible book as far as, you know, how our brains are wired to, 
give us excuses on why we shouldn't do something when we're not really motivated. But uh, we have the ability and capacity to override those internal, uh, you know, subconscious, you know, decisions. And by doing it in the first five seconds can completely change and rewire your brain to actually be excited about these things as opposed to trying to put it off. So a lot of a lot of books like that. Um, since I have been getting very interest, sorry, interested in the uh, the forex trading space recently, um, I've been getting through some different forex books when it comes to trading theory and overall just mindset. Uh, because mindset is everything when it comes to trading. If you don't have rules, and especially if you don't stick to those rules, you will never have success in trading. And uh, you know, it's an expensive lesson that I've had to learn when it comes to you know the manual trading side of things. Um, you know, the AI stuff, it takes care of itself. You don't have to be a genius for that. But when it comes to uh, the manual trading side of things, you know, there are a few things that you need to really digest and uh, understand. And like I said, you got to have those rules set up. Otherwise, uh, you will be uh, in a losing battle. Yeah. So the AI trading is something that we're both doing. And then I think we're both kind of, you know, learning more about the Forex trading, uh, tra manual trading, like you said. Um, yeah. but before I, I talk about that, uh, let me let me know how many income streams do you have set up right now, like besides that? Yeah, um, overall income streams, realistically, probably seven, maybe eight, eight different income streams at this point. Awesome, I love it. So, do you want to tell me a few of these, or are they kind of are you playing them close to the chest? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm am an open book man. Um, <clears throat> as you know, in my uh, DNU group, I share a lot of these different things. Um, you know, just cause I want to see other people win and, you know, I want to be that guy that was there for me, uh, you know, when I was first getting my start, you know, I want to let people know that it's okay to ask questions. Um, and, uh, even though I don't, I can't always respond immediately. Um, you know, I want to make sure they get the answers that they need. And so, um, you know, obviously my primary, uh, income stream when I first left corporate America was the freight brokerage. And, uh, today, you know, that still, I would say equates to about 25, 30% of my overall in monthly income. Uh, so a pretty decent chunk. Outside of that, um, I also do have uh, a couple different spaces that I Airbnb out. And this is pretty new in like the last probably 12, 13 months. Um, so a little over a year now. And, uh, you know, that produces another uh, several thousand dollars uh, just between those spaces. And the overhead is very, very minimal, you know, toilet paper and uh, dish soap and and the laundry detergent, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. And uh, we don't really have any craziness that happens to where things get broken. Um, if you guys haven't looked into Airbnb, I mean, that's uh, an incredible space to be in right now. Um, you know, I, I, years ago when uh, you used to make really good money with Uber, you know, I even did that for a little while. You know, I'd go out, drive two nights, make six, 600 bucks, um, you know, working three to four hours, two nights on the weekends. And, uh, you know, that's how I'd pay for car repairs, new tires, et cetera. So anytime, anytime something like that comes up, I always try to create an additional stream so it's not coming out of my normal flow of income. Um, outside of that, I do have a, a drop-shipped apparel company called Self-Made Threads. Um, I've also had that business for about five, six years now. Um, we don't own anything. It's all shipped at the time of order. Uh, you know, the company that we work with, they pull a blank shirt off the rack, print it, ship it, market is shipped, and we never have to deal with it. So... Um, that's another one. Obviously, uh, I do have a couple different, uh, affiliate streams of income. If you guys are familiar with affiliate, uh, uh, yeah, affiliate income, it's in the sense, you basically find a good product that you use and, uh, you can actually promote that. And if someone happens to sign up with your link, whether it is a, 
you know, a nutrition supplement, whether it is a software, anything along those lines, you get a pretty hefty commission uh, if you are, you know, moving any sort of products via an affiliate model. And so that's also a pretty, you know, decent sized chunk of my income. Um, and so, goodness, man, um, I need to make a list of these so I can rattle them off a little bit better for you. But, uh, I mean, realistically, oh, yes, and then obviously uh, Digital Nomad University is a big piece of that as well. Um, you know, it is a monthly subscription to where, you know, if you get enough value out of the free group on Facebook, you've learned a lot and you just want to help, you know, you just want to take your business to the next level. Uh, we have uh, online courses that really walk you through the process on how to do that, how to turn your passion truly into a paycheck, you know, how to create a lifestyle business around the things that you're passionate about. And so, um, you know, I absolutely love that. And since that's uh, a monthly uh, membership, you know, obviously that's a nice uh, monthly residual for myself and then the team as well. Awesome, man. <laughs> yes, sir. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, just absorbing all of that right now. So, um, so what's what's next for you? Do, you? do you have anything else that you have in the works or anything that you're looking into? Yeah, um, my you know, this has been a passion project of, of mine for quite some time. Um, something I'm very excited about to be uh, rolling out here probably mid to, you know, uh, probably beginning of third quarter uh, 2020. But um, obviously, I've got Digital Nomad University where, you know, we teach people how to create that lifestyle business and free themselves from their nine to five, you know, escape the matrix, et cetera. But um, I've always had a big heart for, for missions, you know, as far as people going to other countries and providing food and aid and medical and, uh, you know, just helping people kind of get back to where they are. You know, there's a lot of corrupt government systems across the world that, uh, you know, <clears throat> their business model is to keep the poor poor, um, you know, keep education away from them, keep uh, clean water away from them, et cetera. And, um, you know, I just couldn't disagree with that more. And so um, in 2020, I'm planning on launching a sister company uh, called DMU, which will be Digital Missions University. And that uh, product and that those courses will be focused on helping individuals who are in these spaces, right? Because there's a lot of different missionaries around the world. They're doing amazing things. But typically, they have, to, they have to be supported by people in their home country, whether that's the United States, Germany, Russia, um, Europe, I mean, you name it. Um, and so once they've kind of run out of that support money, they have to go back and they have to try to you know, hold banquets and raise support again so they can go back out for another three months, six months, maybe a year if they're lucky. And so I want to help these people become, you know, influencers online, you know, basically missionary influencers where they can share their mission with people online so that they can actually see the work that's being done. It's not just some dirty kid on a pamphlet they hand out. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes it real because they can see the day to day of what is going on and the blood, sweat and tears that's going uh, going into helping these communities around the world. And, um, you know, that will be obviously more of a passion project for me. Um, a lot of that stuff will be, uh, will be free, but at the same time, you know, I've, I've kind of got my, you know, to the point where I've got my, my income stream set up and, uh, it's time to do something where I'm giving back, uh, you know, digital nomad university allows me to do that too, but this will just allow me to do it on a completely different level. And so I'm very excited about that for this next year. Yeah, I love it. I'm kind of in the same space where, you know, once you start making money, it's like, you know, just, just making more money, it's, it just doesn't really, you know, fill you with much satisfaction. Right? Absolutely. And um, I think you reach the point where, um, 
you know Tony Shea, he wrote the book Delivering Happiness, right? And Absolutely. Yeah, he talks about the three P's of happiness, and um, the lowest one is pleasure, passion, and purpose. So, you know, once you have enough of the first one, and you can buy that with like a, a slice of chocolate cake, which is easy to find, <laughs> but it doesn't last very long. It's not very uh, deep-seated. It's not very, um, it's, it's very superficial. And um, and then if you, you you go into the higher levels, they it's like um, following your passion, like you know whether it's travel or you know making a difference, and then your your purpose uh, is something that you can really devote you know five maybe ten even more years of your life to, and that tends to to last a long time. It it, it fires you up to wake up every day, and mm. I have to say you know since I discovered this, um, you introduced me to the forex trading. And it's become a new passion of mine. And I just love these pursuits where <clears throat> I can start out as a total beginner <laughs> and then try to figure out how I can become proficient, you know, and, and shorten the gap. And Forex has done that for me since I discovered it this year. I, I love, you know, new pursuits like learning a new language where I can start out, you know, from basically square one or learning how to dance or whatever it is and, and then just kind of figure out how can I become good at this, you know, and impress people at it. So <laughs> when I Absolutely. discovered this, um, <clears throat> I, I also use like AI, you know, so I, I'm a big believer in AI. I, I use it for different purposes. And then you, you talked about this AI trading software and I saw it when I dove in on this. I started with a low amount, you know, I invested 1K to see how it worked. And then I saw it, you know, making like 15 to $20 every day. I was like, wow, this is pretty awesome. You know, like, how can we, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally all in on this. Let's double down on it. And um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. I, I really love that, you know, you can make money this way without having a product, without having customers, uh, you know, just, just from trading. And it's, I love how it's like process driven. You know, there's people out there who have discovered how to, to hack this and, you know, created a very precise set of rules and algorithm for for trading and i love that so um absolutely yeah can you can you tell me a little bit about that how's your experience been like it with it absolutely man um it's been obviously super fun working with you on this we've uh you know gone behind the scenes and kind of figure out the best way to to run with this software and the cool part about it is we really have this this hive mind working out um you know all these complex problems and the, really the best way to run the AI software behind the scenes. You know, we've got now over 14,000 uh, customers using this artificial intelligence software to trade the Forex market. And so we all get to share uh, collectively, you know, the best settings for the best scenarios, um, you know, time of the day, time of the year, et cetera. And so uh, we've all kind of got to learn and grow together. And so I originally found out about you know this software back in November of last year. Um, called up my good buddy Paul to tell him happy birthday, you know. And uh, Paul's one of my good buddies that uh, you know I've known for years. We were part of a crypto investment group um, for you know since I think it was early 2017, and um, you know he was asking how my crypto portfolio was looking, and this was 2018, so things weren't weren't looking too good. So he was just kind of taking a jab at me. And, uh, you know, I threw it right back. I was like, oh, bro, don't even ask, you know, how's yours looking? And he's like, yeah, not, not that great. But, you know, right now I'm not even focused on crypto. He's like, I've, I've been actually uh, making money in the Forex market. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, have you ever considered, uh, you know, trading Forex? And I was like, eh, no, I mean, I know, I've heard about it. You know, I, I know a bunch of guys who, who trade Forex. You know, I've got people hit me up on Instagram literally daily asking me, hey, you know, come join my company, learn how to trade Forex, you know, trying to, you know, uh, you know, sell me some product. But um, 
you know, I told him, I was like, you know, thanks, but no, I'm not really interested in learning. He's like, well, no, that's not what I'm asking. He's like, uh, I'm not saying learn how to trade. I'm, I'm asking you, uh, you know, or, or you, then he went on to tell me, you know, basically that he was using this artificial intelligence software to trade the markets for him. He said, I don't know how to trade. Don't, don't understand the market really all the way. He's like, but this software is, you know, making me X percent uh, a week or X percent a month. And uh, I literally set it and, and, and just leave it and let it do its thing. And uh, obviously at that point, you know, automation, my four-hour workweek brain just lit on fire. And uh, I got very excited and started asking a million questions. You know, how long have you been running it? You know, what does it look like? All this kind of stuff. And within about a couple of weeks, I got it set up, um, you know, in December of last year. And then I took off for the entire month of, uh, of December and went to Thailand, Bali, um, and, you know, really all over the Southeast, uh, Southeast Asia. And uh, I never touched it once. I think I logged in to check my account maybe twice. But by the time I got back um, from that trip, I had made enough from the AI software to pay for my round trip flights to Thailand and back. So I basically came back after that trip. Um, and so after that I was, I was a believer. So, um, I just kind of kept it hidden. You know, I didn't really tell any, anybody about it for a little while. I just wanted to see if this thing was for real. And then as it continued to get better and better, um, obviously I went ahead and shared a little bit about it on Facebook. And I think that's, you know, originally how we had connected over it. And now I've helped, you know, a bunch of friends and family, uh, get set up with the software and start, um, you know, earning money in the forex market when they have no clue how it even works. So I love that. Yeah, and I love it too. It's like universal basic income, except you can start it yourself uh, without having to rely on the government. <laughs> yes, absolutely, man. Seriously, uh, you know the way I've always explained it to people, I've just called it an accelerated savings account. You know, it's a easy way to start growing your nest egg or grow, grow your portfolio, even if you don't have you know thousands of dollars to start with. You know, three percent a week, um, you know, week over week over the course of a couple of years turns into some crazy, crazy money. And so, um, you know, conservatively, we like to take it slow, but man, um, just some of the results we've seen just in this last year have just been mind blowing. Yeah, I've been doing it um, for several months now, too, and I'm a believer as well. And I know that, that a few people are probably listening to this with uh, skepticism at the, this moment. And, and there are some, you know, caveats, uh, things that I have noticed. It definitely works a lot better if you have a lot more equity to start. That, that needs to be made clear. Uh, for a couple different reasons. I mean, one, you mentioned that it's it's kind of, the goal is really to compound the interest, uh, to compound your account. So, um, you know, obviously 3% of 100,000 is a lot more than 3% of $100. And um, the, more, the more equity you have, basically kind of the safer you are because um, you, can, you can risk less and um, you, you never have to worry about, you know, your account taking a, a big loss because the way that it trades is like, um, it's like buying a stock or like buying crypto, you know, like the, the value is going to change, it's going to go down and sometimes you got to wait for it to go up. And then so, so you have to have enough uh, equity to be able to withstand the down periods when you're, when you're trading. Yep, exactly, brother. Um, yeah, larger accounts definitely, um, you know, have a little bit more equity, equity to play with, etc. Um, but uh, yeah, the cool part about this, you know, especially for like, you know, my mom and some of the other individuals that I know they don't have, you know, 10, 20 grand to throw in this thing. You know, we've helped them start out with just a thousand dollar account. And, uh, you know, over the course of a few months, um, you know, 
their accounts have, have doubled at this point. So it's not crazy money, but you know, a little bit goes a long way over time. Yeah, and um, I think about four months or so, I put about uh, 2K into it, and that became uh, 4K. So um, it, it was, you know, sure and steady. But then I do notice that there are some ways that, that can be improved upon because, like, um, I was some, some weeks I was only getting, like, 2%, and I was like, you know, I know I wanted to get, like, 5%, and um, I found that, you know, like, my broker was, like, taking, like, half the profits and spread fees. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, that's got to watch out for those brokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've kind of got reached the point where, and I think we're both at this point where we're, we're part of some different, you know, like, mastermind groups and we've both been actively seeking out mentors and um, you know kind of like learning the rules of the trade because there's a lot of people out there with like five ten years of experience but um, people have been really approachable like these mentors and I've learned a bunch from them and kind of seeing how I can take you know their ten years of experience and you have a great mentor as well maybe you can tell me about him but um, trying to figure out what their process is and see like how can we get this to like a 90% win rate yeah, absolutely. I mean, it always comes down to, you know, like we talked about earlier, uh, you know, on the call, it's just, it's not necessarily what you know, it's who you know. And there's people who have literally dedicated the last 10, 15, 20 plus years of their life to, uh, you know, to trading, whether it's stocks, Forex, crypto, etc. Um, and there's a lot that you can learn from them that you're not going to get out of any textbook, you're not going to be able to learn it on your own from YouTube videos or buying courses online. And so, yeah, I just try to plug into people who I see are winning and they have the results to prove it. You know, anybody can show you their good days. But at the same time, um, you know, these guys who have consistent wins and are hitting 90 plus percent every single time. I mean, that's just been like the next evolution for me. Um, you know, you know, three to six percent a week with the AI software is amazing. But how can I get to the point where I'm, you know, doubling my accounts every month like some of these guys that I, I am uh, plugged into are doing? Because that is when things get pretty crazy and uh, allow me to uh, achieve some of my goals when it comes to you know launching this digital digital missions university platform and being able to travel the world and kind of be on the front lines and and uh, really just give back where I can and so um, you know I think in my opinion investing in, in forex trading um, is going to be a huge huge piece of that um, and kind of I guess jumping back into the whole book conversation you know. Robert Kiyosaki talks about, you know, the, the cash flow quadrant, you know, the four ways of, of creating income. You've got, you know, employees, self-employed, business owners, and investor, right? Self-employed is kind of low man on the totem pole because, you know, anybody can go, you know, work an hour and get paid $15 an hour or $20 or $40 an hour. Uh, then you've got self-employed, which you're working 50, 60, 70, maybe even 80 hours a week, but at least you're doing it for yourself. When you become a business owner, you actually are at a point in life where you've got employees. If you leave, the business doesn't just fold because you're not there. You're truly a business owner and you have systems in place to where you can go on vacation and the thing runs just as smoothly as when you're there. But really the apex of all of that, um, you know, and uh, you know, is the investing world, you know, to where you don't have to work really anymore. Uh, you don't have to have employees anymore. It's simply your money making money. And uh, for the longest time, I was so focused on being an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur. And I think that's really the way that most people have to start if they don't have a big nest egg to initially invest. But as you start to grow your business, as you start to create these in, you know, different income streams and start to really um, kind of pad the bank, you know, what's the next step? And that is allowing your money to work for you. And that's when you truly get a lot of leverage in life that uh, just leads to many, many other opportunities. 
Yeah, well, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I, I think sure. that, um, and, and speaking of some my own experience, um, I've never been able to to be employed by someone else for more than a month. I think, um, and I don't think I would want to <laughs> <Yep>. be. <laughs> don't blame you, brother. And I'm sure a lot of people think, well, this all sounds great. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an investor. Um, but but you know, like thinking about, I was just thinking about what this while you said that. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs kind of also kind of become addicted to the struggle, I think, and then you know, kind of. Mm you know, get trapped in working in their business and aren't really like acting like true entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So I think that's one uh, mistake to kind of avoid because I know a lot of people just kind of like become addicted to the hustle and they're just kind of on a hamster wheel uh, where they're working themselves to the bone, but, you know, they don't zoom out and have a bigger picture of where they, they want to, to kind of take everything. <clears throat> Absolutely, man. That's an easy trap to fall into, you know. Uh, you know, feeling productive versus actually being productive. Um, you know, I've fallen into that many, many times over the years. You know, it's just like, well, I'm not where I want to be, so I just got to grind harder, you know. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that I, um, you know, I, I, I love and respect Gary Vee, but it's just one of his philosophies in life and business that I don't fully agree with because there are people out there with businesses where they're not grinding it out 70 hours a week and are making incredible money and are helping a lot of people, et cetera. Um, you know, in the beginning, yeah, you will have to grind it out. There's just no way around that. But ultimately the goal is to create that four hour work week. And, uh, maybe it's not even four hours, maybe it's 20 hours, but ultimately create, create a business system, uh, that really turns into an asset that is going to make you money, whether or not you're, you know, dedicating your life and all the hours of your life to it. And so I agree, man, it's, it's a constant problem because anyone can talk like an entrepreneur, but very few people can think and ultimately uh, turn into an entrepreneur. I think everybody has the capacity, but you know, you can't fake yourself out. You really have to dedicate yourself to growing into an entrepreneur as opposed to, you know, just calling yourself one. Awesome. So a couple of the uh, common threads that I'm hearing in this interview, um, you know, you're someone that just, you see an opportunity, you see someone crushing it, you're like, all right, let's do it, let's take action. Um, two, I've noticed that, um, you know, it, it, you, you mentioned that you have to grind. Yes, but um, I, I'm really like, you know, grinding as far as this trading stuff goes, like learning everything I can, but I'm also having fun. I'm ha having a lot of, I'm having a blast while I do it. So it's become like a passion of mine. And I think if you're starting something and you're really passionate about it, it doesn't really feel like um, you're going to a job and you're, you know, dragging your feet to work uh, at eight in the morning, right? Yes. And then the third thing is Absolutely. to, um, you know, like if you're researching opportunities, I, I have a friend, uh, Nick Loper. Do you know Side Hustle Nation? Um, not off the top of my head, but if I came across him, I'd probably recognize it. Okay, well, he's got a great blog of like, you know, different income streams that you can uh, experiment with. And it's, it's just an awesome blog. I've actually interviewed him on this podcast as well. Um, he has a, a blog post of 250 ways to make extra money in 2019. Uh, we'll put a link to that. Um, so that just like, you know, what I want to say, and you also have a lot of different ideas on your blog and in your Facebook group. So I recommend people go there. We'll put links to those too. Um, but you know, if you're looking for something that you can start, uh, you know, finding these ideas and then, uh, seeing if you can, you know, join some groups and some networks and find out who's really crushing it and then see if, you know, reach out to these people. They're more approachable than you would think and, you know, see if they'd be willing to, to give you some advice or point you in the right direction or, you know, share a little bit about their process or even, uh, become your mentor. 
And um, that seems like one of the, the ways to really shorten that learning curve so that you can start getting some results uh, really quickly. Absolutely, man. Couldn't agree more. So in addition to these things, um, you know, what's the best piece of advice or the best lesson that you've learned? I know it's kind of a heavy question. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing, and, and I tell people this all the time, you know, um, you know, potential students, aspiring nomads, uh, et cetera, when they ask me, you know, or they're just very excited, you know, they understand the idea of entrepreneurship, the freedom it can provide, et cetera. But the biggest piece of advice that I give them is, you know, sometimes you do have to slow down to speed up. Um, you know, uh, you know, there's obviously several different opportunities, different businesses I started. You know, I didn't didn't necessarily talk about some of those failures, but um, there were businesses that I started because you know it seemed like a good way to make some money fast. Um, nothing bad, nothing illegal or anything like that. But you know, uh, one of those being like a drop shipping store where I was selling products I didn't really have any sort of passion for. Um, I was not necessarily interested in the niche. Um, none of that. And, but I did it because I, I was just like, well, you know, I know these products going to sell. I know it's going to kill it. You know, I'll use that money to fund, you know, this, these other things that I'm truly passionate about. And ultimately, um, long story short, if you chase a business or you chase money, um, you're very quickly going to come to the end of your rope. And when things get tough, you know, the fact that you're not passionate about that business, things are going to fizzle out you're going to, you know, end up not sticking to it because you're doing it for the money. You're not doing it because you're truly uh, on fire and lit up for that type of business. And that business isn't necessarily helping the world or making the world better in any way. So before, you know, deciding that you're going to take the entrepreneurial route, why not slow down and learn, your, learn a little bit more about yourself? What makes you tick? Um, you know, a good question I like to ask people all the time is, you know, let's just say you had $50,000 a month coming in, right? You created this ultimate business and it was creating $50,000 a month passively for you. You already had the car that you wanted. You already had the house. Uh, you've already, you know, taken the vacations. Uh, and now you're, you, you're just kind of there. You're at, you're at your home, your beautiful home, yada, yada. You, but you know, all your friends are still working. So, you know, you, you still have to find something to do with your time at that point in time. What do you do? What do you do with your time? And, you know, it takes a, usually uh, a long time for people to really come up with an answer. I usually give them, you know, give them at least a week to really get back with me. And so I challenge you guys to ask that question to yourself as well. You know, if, if I did have $50,000 a month coming in and all of my other needs were met, I have all this time now, what do I do with that time? And so once you do that, you kind of start removing the ego of, you know, well, I don't really need these things to feel this way or to look this way, et cetera. Now it comes down to what does my heart, you know, truly want? How can I better the world? How can I influence people? Um, and it really just gets to a much, much deeper level. So slow down the speed up. Don't chase the dollars. Figure out what you're truly passionate about. And then once you've got that, then go ahead and, and you know, reverse engineer it and figure out what you can do to actually create a business around that. And, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, not an easy exercise. So don't expect to come up with an answer, you know, right after you listen to this. But, uh, you know, allow that question to roll around your brain for a little while so you can understand, you know, really where your heart's at. Um, and as long as you have that in the right place, then eventually you will land on the business that you're supposed to be building and you are going to have so much passion for that business that you won't stop until you achieve what you're looking to, um, you know, in your life and in your business goals. Wow, that was a fantastic answer. Thank you, Drew. Um, <laughs> 
just just thinking about <laughs> it, you know, that that question for me is so difficult. That you know, fifty thousand dollars a month, car and a home. What do you do with your time? Um, I, I know I can understand if someone's you know drawing a blank because I would probably draw a blank too. But I think for me, and I think this is true for most successful people, um, they spend their time learning. You know, just like you, you're yeah. always you're always learning something new. You always want to get better. You're always after growth, and the way to grow is to to learn. Um, and part of that is, you know, learning from experienced people. Part of that is taking action. Part of that is experimenting with new things and just becoming better and better. I've, I've learned from, you know, different mentors and people that I've read from over the years, uh, who have told me that they, they consider their day wasted if they didn't learn something each day. Mm. So, so if, if you're not really sure, you know, how to answer that question, like, yeah, I would, you know, love to like, be bathing in a, a tub of ice cream sundaes, you know, or something like that. It doesn't have to be a superficial answer like that, you know. If, if you don't really know a, a specific answer or uh, if you're having trouble with that, I think, you know, just being a lifelong learner uh, is probably one of the most rewarding pursuits that we can take. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, man. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Drew, and for sharing your knowledge. I know that you have quite a busy schedule. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Seriously. This was fun. I really appreciate you having me on, Danny. Um, you know, obviously, if there's anything you guys ever need, anybody, uh, Danny, obviously you and anybody listening to the podcast, uh, I just love connecting with people and hearing their stories and, um, you know, helping them if and when I have the opportunity to. So thanks again, brother. Really appreciate it. If people want to uh, get more from you, where do you suggest that they go? What's the best way to... Uh uh, find your what you're up to or if they want to get in touch with you what do you suggest yeah man I mean uh, social media is where it's at and so um, if you guys are um, you know on Facebook uh, you can jump into the digital nomad university community we are the only digital nomad university community on there um, I got a, a couple thousand members in that group um, would love for you to jump in join the conversation ask your questions um, if you're on Instagram, you can uh, find me by searching uh, just the word self-made and then my initials DT, self-made DT. Um, and uh, there's also a YouTube channel. I'm on there on occasion, um, so I won't drop that one. But you can find the rest of the links on my website at digitalnomadu.com. Awesome, Drew. Well, thank you so much. I love everything that you're doing, and congratulations on your success so far. It's well-deserved. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate that, man. Same to you. And thank you for always giving value to, to people like me and everyone else who's listening to this. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Take care, dude. Thanks. All right. You too, man. Have a good